This is Chad Brashears, and you're listening to Never In My Wildest Dream podcast. This podcast is about creating a behind-the-scenes look with coaches, fans, and reporters from our point of view, sharing cool stories as only we've lived them. The goal is for you to learn something new to help your life and allow yourself to take a break from everyday chaos and let us give you a behind-the-scenes look into our world. Never In My Wildest Dreams podcast begins in... Good morning and welcome to Never In My Wildest Dreams podcast. Today is Friday, February the 19th, 19th day of the second month of the new year. It is another snow day here at Washington County Public Schools, so we will be off. No practice, no scrimmage, only virtual practice today. Unfortunately, we were supposed to scrimmage at Williamsport tonight. was really looking forward to getting the guys out to play against somebody other than ourselves. But uh, we will have to delay that for at least another 24 hours, if not a little bit longer. Looking forward to today's show. We have Sports Wrap Friday Focus, and we will be on the phone lines. Let's first start in the world of sports. Let's first start in the NBA. Yesterday, Kevin Durant and LeBron James were named captains of the All-Star Game. And last night's action, the Toronto Raptors beat the Bucks 110-96. The Brooklyn Nets go into the Staples Center last night and beat the Lakers 109-98. And the Heat beat the Kings 118-110. On to tonight's action. The Warriors are in Orlando to take on the Magic. The Nuggets travel to Cleveland to take on the Cavaliers. The Bulls are in Philly to take on the 76ers. The Atlanta Hawks stay in Boston to take on the 14-14 and 14 Celtics. The Pistons are in Memphis to take on the Grizzlies. The Thunder are in Milwaukee to take on the Bucks. The Suns are at New Orleans taking on the Pelicans. The Toronto Raptors travel to Minneapolis to take on the Timberwolves. The Jazz are in LA to take on the Clippers. And the Mavericks and Rockets are postponed. On to the world of college basketball. Gonzaga beats St. Mary's College 87-65 to to go to 21-0 on the year. Michigan tops Rutgers 71-64. Ohio State goes into Penn State and wins 92-82. Wichita State upsets number 6 Houston 68-63. Iowa beats Wisconsin 77-62. And San Diego State tops Fresno State 67-53. On to tonight's games. Vermont is at UMBC again. Last night they won 80-71. to They're on the verge of clinching the conference championship if they win today. UNLV is at San Jose State and St. Louis is at Dayton tonight. Let's look at some Saturday top 25 matchups to talk about. Vanderbilt travels to number 8 Alabama. Alabama has had some downtime with some postponed games. UConn is at number 10 Villanova. Kentucky is in Knoxville to take on number 19, Tennessee. Texas Tech is at Lawrence Fieldhouse in Kansas to take on the Kansas Jayhawks. Number 20, Missouri travels to South Carolina. Number 13, West Virginia is at number 12, Texas. Number 5, Illinois travels to Williams Arena in Minneapolis to take on Minnesota. Number 16, Florida State is in Pittsburgh. Number 9, Oklahoma State is at Iowa State. Arizona travels to number 17, USC. Number 25, San Diego State takes on Fresno State again. And San Diego takes on number one, Gonzaga. The Duke Blue Devils host number seven, UVA. 
Number 24, Arkansas is at Texas A&M, and the only postponed top 25 matchup is Oklahoma State was supposed to play at number 2, Baylor. That is all for the world of sports. Friday Focus when we come back. Never in my wildest dreams podcast begins in... Three, two, one. Welcome back to Never in My Wildest Dream podcast. Looking forward to this Friday Focus segment. Going to talk a little bit about following and, uh, you know, sticking up for what you believe in. And, you know, that's one thing that we really don't do a great job as a society. We waffle a lot on our decisions. We make one, then we go back on it. But, you know, we need to eventually face it that someone's going to ask us to do something we're not comfortable with. And what we have to do is look internally to see if we have enough fortitude to do what's right. You know, they always talk about, you know, your character and your reputation. And John Wooden has some great quotes on that. But I believe that when no one's watching and we make the right decision, we're doing the right things, good things will happen to us as a person. And I... uh I'm trying to do that daily. I'm trying to preach that to my players daily. Do the right stuff and you'll be amazed at what life gives you and how lucky you actually become. That's going to be a nice segue into Nick Seek from FCA who is talking to us next and he'll be one right after this. Never in my wildest dreams podcast begins in... Three, two, one... Welcome back to Never In My Wildest Dreams podcast. Looking forward to my next guest, Nick Seek. He works with FCA here in Hagerstown. He went to South Hagerstown High School for two years. He graduated from tech with a focus on graphic design in 2016. He is a 2020 graduate of Lancaster Bible College, and he has been associated with FCA for nine years, and he just completed his first year on staff. Welcome to the show, Nick. Yeah, Chad, thanks for having me on here. It's uh, truly a privilege. Hey, not a problem at all, man. I, uh, I've i heard a lot of great things about you. I know your boss, uh, Kelly Dietrich, also introduced me to you, so I'm, I'm fortunate to have you on the show. And uh, I look forward to hearing a little bit more about FCA, a little bit more about your story, and you know what you're doing for today's youth to better their lives moving forward. And the, the big question that everybody I know has, how has COVID affected FCA? Yeah, I mean, that's a, a pretty relevant question and a very honest one that I'm happy to share about. So FCA is definitely taking a hit because of COVID, like everything. But I think one of the biggest things that's changed is really just the platform of how we do ministry. Um, for those of you who aren't familiar with how FCA functions, we're not just a camp ministry. Uh, that's what we're predominantly known for. We've had camps that have been going on for over a decade. And so people tend to gravitate towards that, but we're also in the school system. The way FCA works is we train and equip high schoolers to and middle schoolers to lead Bible studies amongst their peers and teammates. And so not being able to get in person in the schools has definitely taken a hit. Mm-hmm. But uh, because God is so powerful and mighty, he's been faithful to carry it through the school system. Kids are meeting online faithfully uh, to still open up God's word and discuss what it means and how they should be living in light of it. And then camps, we weren't able to do one of our bigger camps last summer, but two of our other camps, while still following our COVID guidelines, could happen. And so that was a true testimony to see how God's worked in that. You know, I could sit here and complain and say, I wish I would have done this or I wish I would have done that. But I don't think I'd be doing justice then to show how grateful for we are for really what did happen in COVID and what came out of it. I mean, we saw many lives 
impacted for Jesus Christ. I remember one camp specifically, the preacher was giving them an altar call message, just explaining how anyone, no matter what they do, uh, whether it be the worst of, of wrongdoings that we can think of or the littlest of them, can have a relationship with him. And I watched a 10-year-old stand up in tears and run to the back of the room and just hug someone he knew and, and just ask, how can he have that relationship? And so, you know, you and I could both obviously give off a number of things that we wish would have happened. But at the end of the day, that's exactly what we had prayed for to happen. That's awesome. So that's kind of one of the ways FCA has been affected. And, and there's many more lives impacted that I could share for how COVID affected the, the lives of the people in our community. You know, you, you, you and I talked a little bit before we came on air, and you share with me where you go to church. I share with you where I go to church. And, and you know, at, at LifeHouse, we have, t- we have had talks about how COVID has, you know, caused self-growth, um, how certain things that we anticipated or we feel as though matter in the world and in our lives really don't matter at all. You know, the material yeah. things don't matter. The checking your scores on your on your phone or being involved in social media, which I don't have social media. I got off of all social media. It's been the most blessing I've ever had in my life. It life is so much simpler this way. Um but you you realize what is truly, truly important and what we've invested in that actually really never ever mattered. And I think that's what I've taken from COVID and, you know, the year of twenty twenty more than anything. Yeah, I'd agree with you. I mean, I, I didn't take the same step as you with <laughs> getting rid of social media, but I can definitely agree that COVID, it really caused all of us to step back and say, what do we really believe in and why are we doing what we do? And regardless of, I guess, you know, how we were affected, God has been faithful to show he's supreme over all of this. Mm-hmm. I mean, before we knew that any of this pandemic was going to happen, the Bible showed us that God knew what would come. And I think that's one of the most encouraging things is that he was both before us and with us. And so, yeah, that's that's an incredible testimony that you all at Lighthouse have been discussing about, too, because we at FCA have had the same conversation uh, very frequently. You know, I'm not going to be able to spit out the exact Bible verse, but uh, the, the one that is that keeps bringing me back that... You know, when you go through anything, and it's not just COVID, and obviously that's what we're discussing now, but anything in life that seems like it's a trial or a tribulation, you know, after Jesus did the Sermon on the Mount, he got in the boat and was going across the other side, and the storm came, and the guys were like all really worried on the boat, but basically he was saying, you know, why you're you're with me, what are you scared of? Like, why are you worried? I can turn that thing off, you know, and I, and I don't think... Until you are able to do what you guys do at FCA, I don't think enough kids are involved in the church to understand what can really happen in your life if you invest in the right stuff, that you will be grounded, and that the things that you think would be really hard to get through are not easy to get through, but you have the right support to get through them, which makes life a lot simpler. Oh yeah, I agree 100%, and I think it even extends past the kids who aren't in the church I mean, one of our greatest missions fields and the people we reach are also those in the church. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes we can assume that because of our location, uh, we either understand what the Bible teaches more than others, or we assume that people who aren't outside of the church um, have never been exposed to what the Bible teaches and who Jesus is. But that's the beauty of FCA is that it's all about going outside the, the typical walls of the church. You know, we're not anti-church. In fact, we support our churches, and we want 
have a great relationship with him. But we say, who's the kid on the football field who maybe is struggling, who doesn't know who Jesus is to have that foundation and that that firm understanding of the hope they can have in him. Mm -hmm. Uh, You and I have have both experienced it uh, being around the athletic community. I mean, we were just talking before this about injuries. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, in this sports season, we're about to probably see a lot of kids, uh, and we don't want it to get injured just because of lack of training. But when the sports is gone, what do they have? Mm-hmm. And they have the beauty of who Jesus Christ is. And I think that's that's one of the things we at FCA are trying to provide and, and show people, is that they can have it, and they don't have to do anything to earn it. You, you know, it's funny you say that, because obviously with us getting ready to start up tomorrow, uh, with a scrimmage, and then, <clears throat> excuse me, we're off on Sundays because we're not allowed to do anything workout-wise, which would be really nice to be, at least have like a walk and talk with the guys because we turn around and we scrimmage again on Monday. Um, my biggest fear is that the kids' legs aren't right where they need to be, and, and that that is a problem, not because of us winning or losing basketball games, but ligaments and joints and, you know, the muscles that hold the big muscles together in certain spots, if those things get injured, it's a very easy way to have a major injury, a torn ACL, a broken ankle, all that kind of stuff. And, you know, I just hope that the kids aren't, don't have any of that. You know, I worry about that with my guys, but you're, you're right. You know, that's something that we don't have to search for. We don't have to go to the gym and get better with, you know, we can have a relationship with God that gives us the opportunity to have salvation forever, which is, which is what we really are trying to preach to the youth of today. I know you guys do it definitely a great job through FCA. I worked the FCA camp a couple years, and that was a lot of fun. I worked the basketball area. Ironically, you know, small world, one of the guys that was my counselor when I was a counselor was one of my players was Lincoln Ball. I had Lincoln in uh, FCA when he was a little kid, and now he's playing Division One basketball, so that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah and the, the Ball family has been a huge help uh, with FCA over the years. Lincoln, I know, uh, great guy. And, and it's been a joy to watch him grow through the ministry of FCA. You know, it, that's probably the coolest part about FCA is you do watch kids who, you know, they might start off as eight years old. And, you know, I, like I think you mentioned, I've been involved with FCA nine years. So I've seen kids who have been campers. They've gone on to be leaders and are now even some of our interns. So, you know, you watch that growth process. And that's really what we're seeking for is it's just that journey, mm-hmm. not not a perfect, oh, they've never messed up, but to say we're with you regardless of what happens, and we just want to keep pointing you back to Jesus. Absolutely. You know, we joked before we got on the show, have you done a podcast before? Yeah, so uh, back when I was in college, me and a group of friends for a class had to do one on church history, and it it was so goofy. We would just sit down, do one take, we bring in Chipotle or something, and we would just laugh and giggle nonstop. But at the end of the day, yeah, we just wanted to explain here's our foundation and and the men and the women who have gone before us and you know you've learned obviously from that foundation for yourself and that's what you're passing along to the to the youth that you work with today yeah yeah um like you said i went to lancaster bible college Mm -hmm. Uh, my degrees were in pastoral ministry and then also biblical studies and then right now i'm working on my master's in um further biblical studies just to know Greek and Hebrew gotcha. and some of the rest of it. And so that's really what I see my training doing. It's not meant to stop with me. Uh, it never was. It was always meant to say, who's the other person I can help further on in their understanding 
uh, whether it be a pastor, because even pastors need to need to learn, believe it or not. Mm-hmm. And so do other people just in our lives. And, you know, that that once again goes back to what we at FCA are trying to do. It's make followers of Jesus who can make followers of Jesus. Mm-hmm. That doesn't, it doesn't stop with you and I. No. Uh, whoever listens to this, whether it be, you know, a, a month down the road, a year down the road, five, 20, past our generation, whatever happens. You know, I know you're my goal in these is to try and help them still be built up. Yes. Just like the podcast I made with my friends way back when. And do you ever talk with those guys that you made the podcast with back before me? Like, man, look how much we went through and how much we're learning from it now. Yeah. Yeah. You know, for, for a while, those were definitely my strongest bonds. Uh, we, we weren't just friends or classmates. We were brothers. Yep. And I think that's what the Bible teaches very clearly is that the bond we both shared in Jesus Christ goes far deeper than a bond that a blood brother would have with one another. I mean, I, I have two brothers and one sister and the relationship we have together as siblings isn't even as strong as the relationship we have by following Jesus Christ. And so with those guys in college, you know, we, we toiled just like athletes. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we were in our, our spiritual weight room in a sense, wrestling with what God's word says. And to look back on it, you know, it, it was a joy every time we did. We would sit there and be like, can you believe we actually laughed about that? Like, that's really awful what happened, but <laughs> just stuff like that. So we we really did look back and reflect on some of that good. That's awesome. Now, I know you mentioned you played um, lacrosse at South. Is that correct, for four years? Yeah. So yeah, I did. How would you equate your teammates there? You know, you have the locker room bond, the teammate bond on, on the field – in the bus rides, all that stuff. How do you try to take what you learned from that to bring to the youth of today that you're working with in the school system to help them maybe build bonds with their teammates and friends? Yeah, yeah that's a that's a great question. I think one of them, one of the most simple things that I that I have to offer from my time at South and being on that team is just to simply say I get it. Uh, that I that I understand where they're coming from. I was fortunate to see both sides of the coin for how a team should function. Uh, mm-hmm. I saw how it functioned when I was at South, mm-hmm. and there are things I appreciated and, and some things which I, I know were definitely not what God would desire of us as just human beings, but as athletes. And then I saw things at Lancaster Bible College when I played ultimate Frisbee for the college for, okay. for all four years, and I saw what it looked like to be a God-honoring team. And so I think what I have to offer, you know, kids at South or the youth is to explain, here's, here's the pitfalls on both sides. You know, sometimes in the Christian bubble, we can be afraid to go out and talk to the person who's not like us, you know, because it's a lot easier to sit from the side and pray for them than to walk up and, and ask them, hey, do you know Jesus? Or, hey, how are you doing? Uh, whereas on, on the non-Christian sports team, it's a lot easier to sit back and say, I can't be bold in my faith because not everyone here is a Christian. And so, you know, having been a, an athlete, I was I became a Christian during my junior year. So I saw a shift from the first two years I played lacrosse to the second two. Uh, your perspective changes, and it, it does get more difficult. But the encouragement I wish I would have had and I would pass on to them is to say press on. You know, recognize, yeah, people don't always think the way that the Bible wants them to or how God wants you to think. Mm-hmm. But that all the more reason means that you need to love on them and stand firm to show them 
you know, Christ is enough and you can boldly walk in the way that the Bible calls you to. And, and there's a lot more gain that comes from that than to walk boldly in the way your friends want you to who aren't living for God. You know, so that's my biggest pass on. You, you mentioned walk boldly. You know, how are you guys trying to, I'll use the word infiltrate, that's probably an awful term to use, but we're starting to get sports back. Obviously, I coach basketball at South, so we're, you know, in the midst of our, our short, awesome season. It's going to be a good, you know, three weeks. It's great to get the kids back on the floor and, and kind of get normalcy for them, but the spring sports is where things are going to be probably more normal, if that makes sense. Are you able to, at FCA, to come to schools and work with start working with kids now that kids are back in the buildings what to explain what rules or parameters you have at this exact time yeah you know right now as as much as we want to be on campuses we just can't okay that's kind of where we're being limited a lot of the schools don't want guests coming on true i understand that rightly so we're, we're trying to limit the exposure and just be wise in what we do and you know i never want to try and criminalize one person for one view or another but kind of the approach we've been taking was being proactive, actually leading up to this. Uh, we didn't want to take this ministry season and say, oh, we can't be in the school system like we normally were. I guess we'll just wait for another day. Because let's be honest, we don't know what's going to come in the future. You know, right. I, I can guarantee us back in January of 2020, thought we would have been going through this for a year, would have gone through multiple shutdowns and would still be in it come 2021. But we took our time to say, let's meet with all the coaches. Mm -hmm. Let's meet with our captains, with our leaders. And so we took this season to try and build them up and say, let's let's train you just like a preseason workout. We were we were spiritually doing that. And we've also been trying to implement uh, character coaches, which essentially are like chaplains to go into schools and help teach principles that are, yes, derived from the Bible, uh, but can also just be applied to everyday life. You know, we had um, we've had multiple coaches at school um, as character coaches for us, and I know you know Scott, your boss. I've I've worked with him for many years now on a whole bunch of different things, but we've been able to get guys to come work with us. I know he gets character coaches. I know Pastor Chad from Morgansville Bible does stuff over at North High. He's also a football coach over there. So you guys are doing a really good job of getting into the system. When I say the system, you know the public school guys to make sure that. This is growing and getting better. I'm not going to knock any other schools, but I do know that I think Williamsport probably has the best FCA. Would Would you agree with that? They've done a really good job of having the FCA. I think Wednesday mornings was was when they met, if I remember right. Yeah, I mean, obviously, it's hard to say it's the best. Um, and I, I always err on caution saying it's the best one, but they definitely did have a pretty good, uh, well-oiled machine in a sense going on over there. I believe at one point there was about 60 kids meeting. Um, every Wednesday morning, mm -hmm. and then the football team even went on to try and start their own Bible study separate from that, uh, just because it was growing so rapidly. And and that's ideally what we would like to see it at pretty much every school is multiple kids coming to those huddles, not for the sense of having big numbers, but just so more people hear the truth of Jesus Christ and can can find that community. So. Yeah, I know we've worked with South High uh, definitely in the past many a times, mm -hmm. and it truly does provide that other avenue. And to clarify for everyone who's out there who doesn't really know FCA works, yes, it is all going through the school. Uh, we're not trying to bait and switch. We're not saying, hey, it's just a fun club, and then when people show up, we just hand them a Bible. 
how we're, we're very upfront with the schools. And the way we do this is we build up leaders. We have our, essentially our team captains uh, in the faith and saying, here's these kids who want to teach the Bible, who want to lead it. Here's a volunteer who says, Hey, I'm not going to overstep my bounds, but I am going to share. Here's what the Bible says. And, and it's been really beneficial. I know in my life, uh, it's how I became a Christian mm-hmm. was through MCA. Okay. And so it's a joy to pass that on to others. You know, you guys do an unbelievable job. I'm, uh, I'm lucky that you were able to come on the show today. I'm really blessed to have you on the show. I appreciate you taking some time out of your, your Friday and talking with me. What are the goals for you guys if we get back to normal next year? Um, what are the no- the goal for you guys going into summer with camps as well as getting into next school year? What What's on the horizon for FCA? Yeah. Yeah, I'm so glad you asked that because there's a lot of awesome things in the works right now. You know, if we go back to a normal, uh, we'll just proceed and keep trying to, to get into more schools. Uh, I had some some pushes to try and get into to multiple schools we weren't in before, uh, but then when COVID hit, it made it a little more difficult to actually make the movement, and so we decided as a staff to say, let's just focus in on the groups we can and build them up so that way they're strong and healthy, mm-hmm. but that would be one thing we definitely want to do, but interestingly enough, this year, we're, we're actually able to have all three camps that we would normally do. Good. So FCA, we have three camps. We have our power camp. That's probably our most known one. Mm-hmm. That's uh, the one I work. It's going to be at Grace Academy, and that okay. one's multi-sport, which you said you helped out at. I did. I helped out with that one. Yep. Basketball, you know, I'm pretty sure that's probably where you helped. Mm-hmm. It was. Yeah, and then baseball, soccer, lacrosse. This year we're even bringing hockey in for, for kids who have been experienced with that. So you're going to bust them over to sports. the rink? And so we're getting to bring that one back, which is a – awesome event it was my first fca exposure and so it always encourages me um we have our second camp it's an outdoors camp okay because let's be honest not every kid's a baseball player true you know like when little ralphie i think in christmas story is like says he wants a football and then he's like oh my goodness i don't want a football you know it's the same way for some kids with sports mm-hmm. some kids they they want to hunt, hunt they want to and... go catch a fish yep and that's how they see God is they catch that fish and like, wow, God created a fish with these beautiful blue gills and that can breathe in this context, unlike me. Mm-hmm. And they just get so excited. So we bring that camp. And then our third camp is it's probably one of the more heart wrenching camps. Okay. And one of our, our newest missions fields, it's right in the inner city of Hagerstown yep. off of Jonathan Street. Mm-hmm. Our Wheaton Park camp. And that one is really for the kids who they can't get to a camp otherwise. Yep. Whether it be they don't have the finances, the home life, the support, or transportation. And so we partnered with the Robert Johnson Community Center about three years ago. Okay. And I was a part of that team that helped create that. And I'll, I'll tell you this much. It's not like the other camps. Uh, whether it be from the stories you hear or just the environment you walk into. And a lot of the other camps, these kids go home to a mom and or a dad. Mm-hmm. And... They get to talk about the camp, or even if they don't, they get to just go up to their room and all is normal. But when we went to Wheaton Park, uh, I'll just share this real briefly. We had a six-year-old, and he's sitting there rocking and kind of dozing off. And so one of my friends walks over and says, what are you doing? You know, you're, you're at camp. And she's excited, and so is he. And she goes, you need to be awake, right? And she notices something's not right. And so she asks him what's wrong, and he opens up and says that that night leading into camp, his mom had him stay outside all night 
um, because she had her boyfriend and, and some friends over and didn't want him getting in the way. Wow. And so here we have a six-year-old who he stayed out on Jonathan Street, which we all know isn't probably one of the better-known streets in Hagerstown. Um, it definitely has a bad rep, uh, but there are good hearts on that street and some really awesome people that mm-hmm. I encourage people to go meet. But, you know, a six-year-old shouldn't be walking out on the street until 6 a.m. on his own. No, I agree with you on that. And, you know, regardless of where he is, whether it's in what we would call a safe area or a bad area, a six-year-old needs to be in his bed. Mm-hmm. He needs to be loved on and cared for, and, and that child didn't have that. You know, so the stories we hear like that are completely different, or kids showing up saying they just had a friend get shot. Mm-hmm. Or saying they, they saw a bloodbath and, and they go, oh my goodness, that was from a dog bite? Wow, I'm not shocked if it was from a shooting, but a dog bite, that's crazy. And that's a real story. Yeah. Um, and so that's the missions field we have on that third camp. Gotcha. And uh, it'll bring a tear to your eye regardless of, of how strong or, or macho you try and come off as. Yeah, it just shows you how blessed we really are. And, you know, and we are in a good spot and we have been blessed in our lives and I've been fortunate enough. I coached at South. This is year four. I, uh, I coached junior college as well as college basketball before that. And I've been in similar situations with talks with those guys. And, you know, my goal was just to get them across the stage, get them to the next level in life and support them from a distance there. Because obviously I, you know, I was at the junior college level. I wasn't going to interfere with the four-year level coaches, but I put 74 kids across the college stage and that number keeps growing. And, and I'm, I like talking about that number because it's the most important one because we're changing circles. And, and to me, you know, when you can break the cycle and change the cycle, you're, you're impacting a community. And, and that's really been my goal in coaching and why I got into it. Yeah. Yeah. And that's awesome to hear that. I would agree. It's, it really is a cycle. Uh, I've talked with kids uh, who have grown up in similar environments who said, Oh, well, they seem to be doing, they seem to be getting by all right. And you ask them what getting by is, or you start asking them, what are you experiencing? And your heart kind of breaks as you hear some of their stories. Mm-hmm. And obviously, I don't want to reveal anybody's personal stories in that way. But right. your kids, you say, I'm enjoying this life. And you ask them what's enjoyable about it. And then they struggle to actually answer it. Mm-hmm. Or you see them wandering around by themselves, And I'm like, oh, he should not be, be there in that situation. You know, the kids who I've seen... You know, 10-year-olds going and buying drugs for family members. Mm-hmm. That, that's not the cycle you want them to follow in, regardless no. of if it's how they've been brought up. Uh, God wants better for them. Exactly. Uh, our goal is to try and show them there is better, and there's more to life and, and Christ than what the streets will give you. No, and I think the fact that you guys are in, and I'm not just going to say down on Jonathan Street, I'm going to say in downtown Hagerstown in a remote area where they can walk to get there, they don't need a ride, and you're giving back in that facet to really help them understand that there are bigger and better things in life than the world that they're currently sitting in. I think that's extremely important to the growth of the city. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I mean, having been a South High graduate, um, or having gone to South, I should say, I know I know what a lot of those kids, um, you know, grow up to be. Mm-hmm. Um, both good and bad. You know, because that shows up in any school, mm-hmm. you know, whether whether you're in a prep school or, or a public school, uh, there's always good and bad in, in, a, in a class. And, you know, to see both sides of the coin to say, OK, here's what you can grow up to be. And here's where the wrong path can lead you to. Mm-hmm. It, you really just get exposed to it. It makes you love where you're serving all the more. Absolutely. Absolutely. 
Well, Nick, I know you're a, I know you're a busy guy, and what you guys are doing at FCA is awesome. Please tell Scott hi for me. Um, you know, I, I know that he's been a great leader for them moving forward and growing it in the area, and I, uh, I'd love to chat with you guys a little bit as, you know, we get through season, and I'm able to catch my breath a little bit more, even though it's a short season, but, you know, sit down and talk to you guys about what maybe we could do from a distance itself and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I would love that. And if you don't mind, I'm just going to plug in real quick. Guys, if if you're out here listening and you know somebody who should be involved with FCA, uh, whether it's as a volunteer, um, a coach, or, or staff, or, or you know someone who has a camper, I'd encourage you to come out to this camp or, or one of our camps. You know, they are they're unique in the fact that Jesus Christ is centered. Around, around everything. The whole camp revolves around the simple truth of God's word. And I can't give you any other uh, simple statement than to say it's necessary. Well, and I, I hope and pray that you take up that opportunity to at least come out and experience it once. And what's the worst that happens? You hear about the Bible and you go away happy. And that, that's all I can see. Yeah, and I was gonna say, you know, I'm glad you were able to use this to maybe help elevate you guys and get the, get some more word out there. I really uh, appreciate you, you know, using this to help you know grow you guys. So, yeah, yeah. Well, thank you. You know, it's it's truly a pleasure to get to be on this. I'm humbled and honored to be able to have this this platform really to, uh, as you do, point back to God and make Him known, just like uh, you know Jeremiah would encourage us to do. Absolutely. Well, Nick, I hope you have a great rest of your day. It looks like the ice is starting to melt a little bit, and we're actually getting back to a normal sense of uh, weather out there. So be safe, and uh, I look forward to talking with you here soon and definitely after our season. Yeah. You as well, Chad, and God bless. I want to thank Nick for being on the show. I know he's doing a great job with the youth over at FCA and getting the guys in the right frame of mind here in Hagerstown. And uh, him and Scott do great work. I know there's a whole bunch of staff over there. I don't know their names as well, but I have worked obviously now with Nick on this and Scott in the past. So looking forward to that in the future, helping my South basketball players as well. Speaking of South basketball, we open our season tomorrow. 11 a.m. is the JV game. 1 o'clock p.m. is the varsity scrimmage at Williamsport High School. To my knowledge, there is a live stream feed on the Williamsport homepage, so if you want to catch the game, there is where you can watch it. Looking forward to see what we can and cannot do and what we need to improve on as we get closer to tip-off for the regular season on the 26th of February. Thank you for listening to today's show. We look forward to talking to you tomorrow after the scrimmage.